We want to welcome everyone. It isn't quite time to start, but I want to explain. We're doing things a little differently today than uh, we've ever done it. And uh, we appreciate uh, Brother Dallas, and we appreciate his military service. We appreciate our military. We appreciate them very much. And Dallas's military brethren are here to uh, pay tribute to his military service. They're going to do a military service and uh, a salute. And so uh, we're going to let them, because of the weather and circumstances, we're going to turn over to them and let them go first. Uh, you fellows can go ahead whenever you feel like it. Farewell, comrade. Farewell. Farewell. 
thank the Lord for that song, How Beautiful Heaven Must Be. And uh, we're here today in loving memory of Dallas Gooden. And I like what it says in the obituary, call him Papaw. And we have sad hearts today because we miss him. We're sad he's gone. But on the other hand, we have joyful hearts today because we know and we're happy that he's gone to be with Jesus. We'll talk more about that in the message right now. I just want to share the obituary information as you pray. And then after we do this, I'll say a word of prayer and then they'll have another song and I'll share the message with God's help. Dallas Gooden Papaw, age 81 of Ada, passed from this life January 24th, 2024, after a fight with cancer. He was born December the 25th, 1942 in Tinsley, Kentucky, to the late Susie and Ben Gooden. Dallas graduated from Lone Jack High School in Kentucky. After graduation, he went to work at Warner Swayze in Lima. While working at Warner Swayze, he was drafted and proudly served our country in the United States Army for four years in Germany during the Vietnam War, and we appreciate that. He then returned to work at Warner Swayze for 30 years until they closed the doors. He then worked at the National Group in Crytersville, where he retired. He was a member of Lima Missionary Baptist Church, and we thank God that he was. He enjoyed hunting, playing cards, cornhole, shooting pool, being outdoors, uh, taking walks and mowing. He always enjoyed rooting on the University of Kentucky basketball team and had a, a love-hate relationship for Duck Dynasty. Uh, Dallas will be remembered as a loving and devoted father, grandfather, great-grandfather, brother, and friend. In addition to his parents, Dallas was preceded in death by four brothers and four sisters. Those left to cherish Dallas's memory are his children, Melissa Gooden and Chad and Darcy Gooden, grandchildren, Brandon, Ashley Gooden, Alexandra, Kashia, Satterfield, Magia, Austin, Garnett, Kyle Gooden, Troy Gooden, and Graceland Gooden, uh, stepchildren, Bryce Tidd, uh, Riley Michael Evans, Delno Tidd, and Benjamin Tidd, great-grandchildren, uh, Kylie Shobe Gooden and Hazel Stevens, step-great-grandchildren, Briley Cotterman, Douglas May, Milo Evans, Link Evans, Braxton Evans, and Coda Evans, and sisters Jesse Clark, Charles Clark, and Tevis Elliott, brother Estel, Jackie Gooden, close friend Sandra McCracken, and, of course, by a host of other many friends and relatives, people loved Dallas. He was very, uh, very friendly, very, uh, it was easy to love Dallas. He's, let, let's pray for just a moment. Precious Heavenly Father, <clears throat> we pray today that you bless this service. And, uh, God, we thank you for the song already and thank you for helping us and uh, blessing us even to be able to be here, God, for this time, uh, Lord, to celebrate Dallas's life, to mourn his passing, and to rejoice that he's in heaven. God, we pray today that you'd help us and bless us. And as the choir sang this next song, bless it, God, to, uh, to sing it uh, powerfully. And God, when we come to share some scripture and, and uh, share the thoughts you've put on our heart, help us to do that spiritually, God. Give us a powerful Holy Spirit to do that. We ask in Jesus' precious name, and amen.
Amen. I appreciate that song. And uh, just uh, a minute or two, I'm going to read from the sixth chapter of the book of Second Corinthians, what God's put on my heart. But I want to tell a little experience and uh, go back in my thoughts and memory. And uh, years ago, Dallas used to come to the church quite a bit, off and on. And it had been a long time since he'd come. And then uh, he had a cousin named Paul Wayne Gooden, a pastor of Ebenezer Baptist Church down in around Pineville, Kentucky. And Paul Wayne was coming up, and I talked to Dallas, and uh, Dallas came, and he heard Paul Wayne preach. And I think that was really a key to help Dallas get started uh, coming back to church. And so after that, and that was probably back in September, in the uh, early part of September, and uh, so after that, he started coming, and I know uh, Sandy really encouraged him to come, and other members of his family encouraged him to come, and, and so he was coming, and uh, we really had a burden for him. We were praying for him, <clears throat> and I would uh, <clears throat> I'd visit uh, Dallas when it got on my heart, and I always had a good visit with him. He was always very hospitable and welcomed me in, and I'll share some of our conversation with you. Dallas shared with me, he said, <clears throat> he said, Brother Terry, he said, uh, I've known since I was just a little child that I needed to get saved. And he, at that time, he was 80 years old, 81 when he passed. But when I was talking to him, he was 80. He said, and now I'm 80 years old, and he said, I'm still not saved. And he said, I don't know why I haven't gotten saved till now. And uh, I said, well, Dallas, uh, we're human. And sometimes we put things off, and sometimes we don't do things that we need to do. But I said, thank God he's been calling you. And thank God that you've realized you need to get saved. And I said, don't worry about what's already passed. We can't go back in the past. But I said, when God speaks to your heart again with the power of the Holy Spirit, I said, uh, just come to the altar and ask God to save your soul. I said, uh, uh, you know, God loves you. And he, uh, Jesus Christ died for everybody. And I said, if you'll really call on the Lord, you can get saved. On the 18th of October, which was a Wednesday night, uh, we were here in church for a prayer meeting, and uh, Melissa came to the altar, and Dallas soon followed her, and they both got saved that night. And the scripture that God gave me uh, to preach that night was the one I'm going to use here today. God put that on my heart. I said, share that scripture again that you shared, and God let you preach it uh, the night that Dallas and Melissa got saved. And I'll say this to you. Uh, most of you probably know, <clears throat> excuse me, we live stream our services, and those, those live streams are like in a, a library. You can go back and uh, find a service and uh, on our Facebook or website or uh, even YouTube, you can find those services. I've gone back a number of times and watched and listened to that uh, service the night that Dallas and Melissa got saved because it's so special to me. So if you want to go back and, and look at that and check that out, you can. But... That Wednesday night, uh, Dallas and Melissa got saved. And I, I just feel like sharing some more. I'm just enjoying telling this because it blesses my soul. As Melissa was over here praying and Dallas was over here praying, and I was back kind of between them, back a little ways from them, and the church was gathered around and we were praying and they were asking God to save their soul. And Melissa and Dallas kind of looked up towards each other at almost the same time. And Melissa said, I've got it. <laughs> Praise God. 
And as soon as Melissa said, I've got it, Dallas grinned said, I've got it too. Praise God, they've got it. And everybody that wants it can have it. Here's the scripture. Paul spoke to the people of Corinth. He said, we then as workers together with him. Paul was saying, we as God's children, as the church, as workers together with Jesus Christ. We work in this together. The church doesn't save anybody on their own. It's God. God does the saving. God gives the message and he gives the songs and he gives the gospel. Uh, he gives a spirit to the church and they use that and God uses that. and uh, God reaches out through the Holy Spirit and knocks at people's hearts. So Paul said, we then as workers together with him, beseech you. When you beseech somebody, it means we, we reach out to you. We want your attention. We want you to listen. That This is important. We want you to pay attention to this. And why is it important? Because God said it. Not because I said it, but because God said it. We beseech you also that you receive not the grace of God in vain. And I used, a, uh, I used an example uh, if in the message that night. If you had somebody come into your house and they were bringing a very precious gift to you and they were a very special friend and they would knock on your door and you'd see that they were there on your porch at your door, ringing your doorbell or knocking on your door and you say, oh, that's my good friend and they've brought a special gift. It would be vanity if you wouldn't answer the door. It would be vain. It, it would be losing out. And, and the comparison I made to that, when God comes in the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus said there in Revelation, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And he doesn't do it like that, but we use it to illustrate that, to make a point. He said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man will hear my voice and open unto me, in other words, if you'll reach out by faith to me, and if you want me as your Savior, if you'll open your heart to me by faith, he said, I'll come in and sup with him and him with me. Well, I praise God uh, what Dallas uh, got that night and what Melissa got that night and, and some of the rest of the family, I won't try to name all of them, but some of the rest of the family's got saved since then. Praise God. When you, when you come to Jesus, it's not in vain. And now, if you turn him away, uh, it makes it vain on your part. Not God's fault, not the church's fault, but we need to come when God's calling. And he said this, let me go on. And He said, for he saith, and this is the Lord that's saying this, Paul's telling them what the Lord said. Paul's man, uh, the man of God, he said, now, we're working together with Jesus Christ. Don't receive the grace of God in vain, because here's why. He said, for he saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted. God's got an acceptable time to reach out and touch people's hearts. He said, I've heard thee in a, a time accepted, and in the day of salvation have I succored thee. Succored's a word we don't use a lot, but I looked up the definition a long time ago, and it means to reach out and offer help. And so, so the Lord is saying, uh, in the day of salvation have I reached out to you to help you. Behold, now get this. Boy, praise God for this. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. And so if you're here today and you're not saved, this could be your day. And uh, you might say, well, preacher, aren't you being a little extra evangelistic in a funeral? I, I like to be as evangelistic as I can every day of my life. And this is a special time. Uh, and Dallas had a testimony. His testimony was he was saved. And you know what? He come to church even after he was on hospice. He come to church I don't know how many times. And I, I said, Dallas, it's amazing, buddy. You're on hospice. And, and you're, he said, I'll tell you one thing, preacher. He said, as long as I'm able and as long as it's possible 
And as long as I can, you'll see me in church every Sunday when the doors is open. Boy, I praise God. I appreciate uh, the family that's got saved. And I, I thank God. Uh, listen, if you're here today, if you're not saved, you need to get saved. You can get what Dallas had and what he's got. He not only had it, but he's got it. He's gone to be with Jesus. The body goes back to dust whence it came, but the spirit returns to God who gave it. I tell you what, I'm going one of these days, I'm going where Dallas is gone. How do you know, preacher? Because I'm saved. I got born again. I'm, I'm like Melissa and Dallas said, I got it. If you don't have it, you need to get it, and you can get it. Whosoever will, the scripture said, come, take the water of life freely. And Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. He didn't say maybe. When we come with our hearts and we trust Jesus, it's more than just a mental exercise. This is not about religion. Let me make this statement. I think Dallas was a mighty fine fellow. But we don't go to heaven because we're mighty fine people. We go to heaven because we're born again. That made him even better, mighty fine fellow. By the same token, there's people, you know, we run across and we might think, boy, they're evil, they're bad. They, they might go to hell. Well, they might. If they don't get saved, they will. People don't go to hell because they're bad. They go to hell because they don't get saved. People don't go to heaven because they're good. They go to heaven because they get saved. Be born again. So let me read this again. He saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted, and in the day of salvation have I succored thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. And so uh, you all that were here know it, but those that weren't here will just share it with you. Uh, that Saturday, not Saturday, that Wednesday evening when Dallas and Melissa got saved, you talk about the church getting on a mountain. It was shouting time. We had a hallelujah meeting, and I praise God for it. And I praise God for our uh, time of fellowship that we've had since then. And so uh, I'm going to shortly come to close. I, that's, that's the story I want to tell, and I'll share this with you. I've preached, I don't know how many funerals, hundreds, but God's never laid it on my heart uh, to go back and uh, think of the scripture that I used when somebody got saved and share that scripture in their funeral. Uh, but when God put that on my heart, it just blessed me. I said, thank you, Lord. That blesses my heart. And it, and it connects with that uh, October the 18th service that we had. These are connected. It's the same truth of God. So uh, let us pray again. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for letting us be here today. God, we thank you for Dallas. Thank you that he got saved. Thank you that he's in your hands. God, he's in your care. While we miss him, we're sad that he's gone. Lord, we're thrilled and happy and rejoicing in our hearts that he's with you. We praise you, God, and we thank you in the name of Jesus. And, God, we pray that you just touch the hearts of any that are in need here today. Let them not receive the grace of God in vain, but let them reach out to you by faith because now is the accepted time. Today's the day of salvation. God, we pray and we praise you and we thank you in Jesus' name. And amen. At this time, we'll turn the service over, back over to the funeral director.